If you have been working towards a certain goal or outcome for a while and it feels like it's so far away, it feels like it's always out of reach, you take two steps forward and three steps backwards. You may have heard me talk a lot before that this isn't really anything to do about what you are doing and everything to do about who you are being. You cannot outperform your identity. And at the core of it, our identity is largely unconscious. Our identity has been built up over years or decades of beliefs and stories from ourselves, but also from others, from evidence that you've built up from the filters in your mind. And so your current reality right now is only an evidence of a past self. But your perspective from where you're standing is that's your current self. That's who you are always meant to be. That's the truth of who you are because of what you've got right now. That's all that you're available for. And this is, no matter how much work you're doing, really a fixed mindset. It's the belief that a lot of us have, or a lot of people can have, That what I have right now, where I'm at right now, all of the work I've done so far has only got me here now and this is all I'll ever be, this is all I'll ever amount to and I cannot be, do or have anything more. And then you start to fight for it. This is where the deeper issue lies Because at an unconscious level, all of this is going on in this complex brain of yours. At an unconscious level, this is where you're safe. Because this is what is now familiar. So anything, any past decisions, any habits, there's that famous saying, you're not who you are, you're you're who your habits. You are your habits. (laughs) You're not who you are, you are your habits. So where you are right now is only evidence of your past habits. It's only evidence of your past stories. But at any moment, you get to choose a new story. But that feels so unattainable to so many. That feels so unrealistic. It feels like make-believe because we're now conscious of it. That it can't possibly be a, a truth, a reality. The reality of it is that transformation only comes from within. Transformation only happens when you change who you are being. Transformation only occurs when you decide to take a different action, you make a different choice, you have a different thought pattern or process. It doesn't mean you can't have the old thoughts. It doesn't mean they're not going to come up. It doesn't mean you don't have fears. It means you realise that you are, you are able to choose different. At any moment, a thought could come into your head that is unsupportive of who you want to be and where you want to go. And you get to say, no, actually, (laughs) thank you. That is just a thought pattern and habit that I have had from a past version of me. And actually, I'm going to redirect my attention and my energy and my focus to a new story. That is mindset work. And people say to me often, that feels like so much work. And it's like, well, it is, but also it isn't because what would you prefer? Do you choose the story that you've been telling yourself? Do you choose to continue living this life or even going backwards? Or do you choose a new story? Change takes work. It's not just going to happen. But is it harder to live as you are? Or is it harder to choose a new story? 
what we do is we fight for our limitations. We fight for our stories and our excuses that are so validating to the ego. They are so validating to where you actually get your love from. You know, for me, the hardest work I had to do was realize that I had to tell my family, I'm not playing the victim anymore. I don't want you to treat me like a victim. And they weren't doing it in a, like it was coming from love, so much love. But of course, that's how I was getting love. That's how my, myself, and especially after heartbreak, it's where I was getting my love from, from my family, from my friends who were like, this is so terrible. This is, this has happened to you. And I was like, no, it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> like I, I, I wanted them to get it. I was like, this hasn't happened to me. It might seem like that, but it hasn't because I, because of my work, I knew, but it's how I got the love over a prolonged period of time. So it became part of my identity. It became part of who I was. It became how I felt love and connection. And for a grieving heart, that's all you really want. You want so badly the love and connection, which is why it's so easy when you have had heartbreak. And we even look at this in the coaching industry. You know, people have had their heart broken. They've put their vulnerability on the line and put their, you know, their life savings or their their time and energy and focus and they might have had their heart broken by somebody who didn't quite deliver or wasn't the coach that they thought they were. I've never had this. I'm really thankful. I've always had incredible coaches. Even if I haven't seen the financial return or ROI, I've, I've always been able to see like I've actually learned something so much. And like I said, I've never actually invested. Maybe my very, very first investment, but I, she wasn't a bad coach. She was just like, just didn't create what probably I needed at the time. But that was my own responsibility. It took me a really long time to get over that. I held a lot of anger and resentment and it wasn't her. It was, I was just not in the right, you know, it wasn't the right fit. I was very, very new to the coaching space right then, right back then. But I digress. From this, like people have had their heart broken. And so it can feel validating sometimes to listen to somebody who is being against the coaching industry or against a specific way and it's not to say that that's not a their truth but it's one truth and it's not the entire truth and for us to allow love in again to allow connection in again you have to be vulnerable and so this is the pattern that happens, and in, this can be in any case, right? This can be in an intimate relationship, this can be in the coaching relationship, it can be in a friendship, when your trust is broken or you, or you feel vulnerable and your heart is laid out on the floor and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? And it didn't turn out the way that you wanted. You can close up and then you tend to find the source where you can feel the love again and sometimes that source can actually put you into victim again right? I hope this is making sense, but this is what you really need to know, is this source sometimes is actually enticing you because of how human psychology works, because of our need for love and connection, especially as a feminine energy, to not be in your power. It's creating a space where you're fighting for that self-image because that self-image is where you are getting the love and connection. And for a lot of us, we get that love and connection, especially from uh, 
people who might make us feel safe. They want us to feel safe. And so it can sometimes be they also want to feel safe. And so it feels it makes sense to be in the same bubble, right? I'm talking quite metaphorically here, but I feel like it's going to land for those of you that are in this space. When this happens, when you are in the bubble of the shared realities, you'll fight to maintain that self-image. This is why you fight for your limitations and you fight for the excuses and the stories. Think about it. I'm going to give you a really clear example of this. How many times have you seen somebody doing something that you want to do and they're doing it better? They have um, more testimonials. They're making more money. They have more followers. They, they seem to articulate it. And you're like, but that's what I do. And they've articulated it so well. Why can't I do that? That used to drive me crazy. I would struggle so much to articulate what I do and then I would find someone and they do it and I'm like, well, they've said that they've said it in that way, but that's what I do. And now they've said it in that way. I can't say it in that way because I'm copying them. And it would frustrate me so much instead of me looking at it as like, here's the language that you didn't know you needed, find your own or like, just trust that. It, and most of all, it would it, it frustrate me because I'd be like, oh, I thought you had to do it this way and they've just done it in a way that I didn't think was possible And I was like, why didn't I think of that? That was almost like the underlying frustration. So this is like an example of how it comes out. So anyway, you found this person and they're doing what you want to do, but better. And then notice yourself. Notice if this has ever happened to you. And I'm going to bet for all of you listening where you've had this experience, it has happened to you, where you then make up a story about them. They probably have way more time than me. They probably had... Um, a husband who could pay for everything. They probably already had money. They probably weren't dealing with this specific problem in my life that I'm dealing with. They haven't had to deal with things on this level. They haven't had. To, they haven't. They haven't had to deal with things as hard as I have. Right? Has that ever happened to you? You fight for the limitation. So you're already in your mind, in your in your head, in your ego, why they can have it and you can't. It's like you're, there's two sides of it. And instead of fighting for why is that not possible for me, we regress into why it's not. Why it's not possible for you. Instead of, wow, this person is doing what I want to do. And look how much money they're making. And look how they're breaking the rules. And look how they are expanding others and transforming others. And they haven't even had to, they might not have, or I've also had to deal with all of this. And actually how much power, how much courage, how much have I learned in my life experiences that I can also bring to the table in a bigger way, in a different way, in my own unique way. How many of you do that? How many of you fight for the opportunity available for you? How many of you choose to see new beliefs or limitless potential because of what has happened instead of fighting for your past self-image, your past identity and why you can't have what you want? This is happening on an unconscious basis all of the time. And hopefully now I've, I've made you aware of examples of how that could happen. Examples of why you can't do it. A- example, how many times in the last year I've said to myself, I deserve to rest 
And because it, it kept being said to me, you need to rest, you need to rest, you need to rest, you need to rest. Of course, there are times I needed to rest, <laughs> of course. But the truth of it was, I was never really resting. I was always judging myself. I was never giving myself true time off. I was never allowing myself to just switch off. My, I was so in my mind. I was so overwhelmed. My brain was going a million miles an hour. I was so in my head. So even though I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch a film and zone out, I wasn't zoning out. I was on my phone. I was judging myself. I was living in the past. I was all of these things. I wasn't resting. That wasn't rest. That wasn't me switching off. The point of it was, it was a story. It was validating me. It was just keeping me stuck, right? To keep the self-image that I didn't know I was working towards or living by, which was I'm a victim. I'm a tired, exhausted mother. I have already done so much. I need to rest. The identity of being heartbroken, the identity of, you know, the the single mother, that was a huge thing that I had to overcome and I didn't do a great job of it, it took a lot of work. Whether you resonate with, you know, those specific identities or how how it would turn out for you, ultimately it comes back to that victim identity the victim of your circumstances, whatever that might might be, whether it's heartbroken, whether it's estranged from your family, whether it's not supported by your family, whether it's a relationship, whether it's you have no friends, whether it's you don't have the money, like it is you are being a victim to your circumstances to maintain a self-image and you will be telling yourself stories and beliefs and affirmations, not positive ones, as to why you can't have what you want because you're being a victim to your circumstances. This doesn't mean if you have no money, go and make irresponsible spending decisions. It means act, believe, be a different person. If you had all the money, how would you speak to yourself? You know, we think, oh, if I had all the money, I would just buy all of this shit. No, you wouldn't. If you had all this money, you would probably give yourself so much more compassion. You would be so proud of who you are. You would see the value in what you have instead of just judging yourself for a potential external thing that's not even really reality. It's a story you've made up about it. It's just, it's just neutral, but you've made up a story and attached that story to it. All of this to say is that you... If you are doing this, if you are fighting for your limitations, if you're fighting to maintain a self-image that you've had for a really long time, if you're not sharing what you really want to share on social media because of what your friends might think or what your current followers might even think, what is that actually costing you when it comes to creating the vision that you have for your life? When it comes to you really being able to pour your heart and soul into transformational courses or programs or coaching spaces that have the ability to help people seriously help people I have had my heart crack wide open in mastermind groups about business I have manifested money in groups about feminine energy I have felt seen in low-cost memberships I have found connections in these spaces and I have expanded myself in one-to-one private mentorship I haven't always got what I expected from it when I just released 
the expectation? Will I release to be and come in with this certain self-image and just to choose who am I showing up as in this space? Who do I choose to be in this space? It's not a bad thing to be different. We are evolving all of the time. We're just choosing to be more intentional about it. And if you're not creating what you want, it's going to involve a different version of you. You are going to need to evolve in order to be the person who can have what you want. Be, do, have, not have, do, be. How much is it costing you right now to keep hold of this self-image that you have come grown to be so accustomed to? How much is it costing you to fight for your limitations instead of your opportunities? How much is it costing you to choose to believe the stories that you had yesterday instead of choosing a new story today? Because that is how simple it gets to be. The fact of it's never worked before will always mean it will never work for you. There has to come a point when you decide it's going to work because I choose to be different. I choose a different story. I choose a new story. This is exactly what I did back in 2021. I stopped living by the story of it's never worked before. I refuse to buy into it. You... I I was listening to, I was watching a film actually, which I can't remember the name of, but it's the new film on Netflix about the the plane crash from Uruguay in the Andes. Snow something, I don't know. Anyway, and sometimes you know when, uh, they were quite religious, it was in the 70s, and I was watching it and I had a night to myself last night and I was feeling really connected to like a higher power. Even when I was watching a film and I was just like, I was just chilling, I was just having a relaxing evening. I had a night off from baby and a night to myself and it was really needed for my soul and just space and just relaxing. And I wasn't gonna watch a film but this really called me and I was feeling really connected to, to God or to a higher power just in my heart. My heart felt so open. And I don't want to ruin the film, but because it's quite new on Netflix, but essentially someone was dying. And, you know, he had, obviously they were injured and they were in the, the Andes and it was freezing cold. I actually don't know how any of them survived. The, the will to survive is so strong, so strong. And there's a whole, like, analogy that came through from this story, storyline, which is a real story. But in the film this guy was getting really sick and he was dying and he couldn't breathe, but I think he had pneumonia, he had fluid in the lungs. And they were like, you need to breathe, you need to breathe, you need to breathe. And someone said like, no one can breathe, like we all wanted to help, but no one could breathe for him. And that line, it just hit me to my soul because I was like, this is just such a metaphor for life. Like that was a physical manifestation of somebody who was dying and no one, and they all, everyone, there was people all around him and they wanted to help and they were doing everything they could, saying, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. But ultimately, he was the one who had to breathe. He was the one who had, no one could breathe for him. And I just thought that's such a metaphor for life. You know, that the whole film to me was such a metaphor for life, for survival. 
And there were all of these these small moments, small moments where they would celebrate and they would feel so happy in these dark, dire fight for survival moments. And I was like, that is so real for anybody who has been in a survival instinct when life has been, you've been really up against life. And it doesn't mean that it's always dark and cold and people are dying, <laughs> metaphorically. There are moments of extreme ecstasy of moments of like we're gonna get through this and that is just I felt like it was such a metaphor and it was like mountains and oh it was just so good but that one line it just it was like a gut punch to my soul from God saying no one can breathe for you you are the only one who can help yourself you are the only one who can breathe life back into your soul back into your body and you might invest in people who will coach you and they'll be around you and they'll be supporting you telling you you've just got to breathe you've just got to breathe but ultimately you are the one that has to breathe the metaphorical message here in case you didn't get it is you are the one who has to choose to fight for your opportunity to fight for your potential to choose a new self-image because the cost of you trying to maintain your current or past self-image it is bigger than hitting the 5 10k 20k whatever it is month it is bigger than signing that next client it is your life force is your energy it's who you came here to be it is your soul's mission and contract because you know you are meant to be much more than what you are being right now you know you're meant to create much more than what you are creating even if it's already great even if you've already astounded yourself you know there's more and at every level we start to fight for those limitations again is this really how good it can be can it, can it be this good? Can I have this? Is there a reason why? We'll fight at every level. That's just the ego. That's the, the, the human. That's the journey, right? That's the mountains that you climb. Otherwise, it would be boring. So I feel like there was so much gold in this podcast. It just flowed through me, which I always love. I always think these are the, the best. I was just writing a list of my lessons over the past year and, and what I want to create for people and, and you know, I'm expanding my own limitless potential in more because I know there's more I can give. And so I was writing um, a list of things and it, I just wrote down the cost of maintaining a self-image. And I was like, wow, I, I need to, there's more I need to say on this. And I just hit record and this flowed out of me. So if you liked it, please share it on your socials, tag me or send me a DM on Instagram and just let me know because it means the world. And if you listen to this whole thing, thank you. I feel you. I feel your energy. Thank you for being here. I want you to take one aspect of this, one nugget, one thing that hit you to your core and think, how can I take an action from this? What can I choose differently? Where do I need to put a boundary in? What could I do that's outside my comfort zone? What, what, what? limitation what limitation am I fighting for and how can I shift that into an opportunity do do something be something choose something different from this podcast don't just listen to it like it and move on with your life and sending you so much love and I will see you soon